This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. I'm Chris Fafalius, and I'm the producer of Chris Makes a Podcast and the host of the One Hit Thunder Podcast. And I'm Matt Kelly, host of Horror Movie Night and the producer slash the head of content for the Geekscape Podcasting Network. Between the two of us, we have, believe it or not, 25 years of podcasting experience, and we want to help you start your own podcast. We know podcasting, and we want to share that knowledge with you. So whether you're new to podcasting or you want some feedback on your currently active podcast, we want to help. Or perhaps you're just overwhelmed with all of the editing work. Well, we can help you with that also. You can check out our website at weknowpodcasting.com for more information. We're excited to help your podcasting dreams become a reality. jump in mid-conversation okay. when something's happened. That's hey. why I start recording early. It's Brooke, and Andrew's over there, and Matt Kelly's telling us we're not very natural, so this is what you get this week. <laughs> You're extremely natural. It's just the... No, that's I'm not Andrew. what you just said. We have... We have it. That's yeah. the whole vibe, You bro. set the mood. They know what kind of mood we're in based on how we do our quirky intro. We have that cool music, and we're like, hey, It's I'm one Andrew, of our cornerstones. You think of when oh we were Oh my god. When we were doing Disneyo, did he think we were really like I'm Andrew and I'm Brooke and this is a Disneyo podcast. Do you think like that's Do you think that was real? <laughs> that's who we are? You didn't Wait a minute. Does he think this has been real the whole time? You know, I can't fucking wait to rip into you on this episode. Oh, Let's go. Oh no. Mr. Executive Producer Boy. Let's start with you wearing white socks. Yeah, let's let's start there. <laughs> Great. You want to jump Great. right in yeah. without an intro, Let's be bud. natural. You know what's not natural? Those fucking socks. Which We're, have letters to let you know left, left foot and left. right. I was going to say, why is there an L? Where did you get those? Like preschool? They, were they free with your Velcro slide ones? Right. Did you get colored pencils with them? Your non-slips? Maybe a nice little simple large letter crossword? Light up shoes? This was the closest I could. I was looking for no shows at Target, and this was the only thing that was even yeah, remotely. Nobody's gonna show up. <laughs> yeah, not wearing those. Mm-mm. Nope. They are very comfortable, though. I will say with that your much. dickies. I d- I love my dickies. You have worn dickies Every, like, your entire literally, life. Yeah, every day I've that I've known your you. Social media. Yeah, 
You've worn, you've had that pair of Dickies for seven and a you half years. You came out the womb in, in Dickies. Dickies. Oh, I did. And we're referring to the pants, not the the fake sweaters, FYI. Good for you for sticking with it. That yeah. would be like me sticking with Jenko jeans. Yeah. And just still rocking them. I had the Lee Pipe jeans. I had Jenko jeans, I'm pretty sure. Like actual and the Jenkos. Yeah. The thing is, I was talking to someone about this the other day, like of the fashion that comes back, like we're kind of like in a pseudo 80s, maybe early 90s fashion renaissance. We've been in a 90s renaissance yeah. for yeah, this like has four been years. 90s. I, I want late 90s, early 2000s pop punk style of like the Dickies and Billabong shorts to We're come back. We're not ready for that yet. It hasn't been long enough. I've just been prepping We're not for ready. it. I'm prepping for it. I'll be ahead I of the curve that when that back. happens. I think that was shameful of us. Oh, I love that. That I, was I don't my want, favorite of I the looks. I don't want 2007 to 2011, like the Jersey Shore, like animal print hair no. bump shit to come back either. Do you know that, how much no. hairspray was used in those years? It doesn't oh, need to be sure. around. But totally the bad. 90s, totally down for it being back. Love it. I, you know, I think what it comes down to is they're bringing back the real good funky stuff. Big I patterns, love the funky bold, patterns. Bold yep. clothing choices. So stepping out of fashion, what I would like to come back also musically is like the return of Eurodance because I didn't appreciate it when I was a kid in the 90s, but I've been bumping like real McCoy and like a lot of those groups a lot lately. And I could I could go for that. Coming I feel back. like you just tried to distract us from your socks and I'm not going to let you do that. <laughs> While I will tell you that 90s dance hits is one of my most favorite playlists to play in the car. <laughs> Thank you for that really weird yeah. sentence. Socks are atrocious and we're going to get you some nice black no-shows. I do have black no-shows. I've been living in my own little shell for like a year. We all have. I don't have yeah. socks that say left or right on them. These were a recent purchase too. These are the These socks. newest I can see pair. They're crisp. These yeah. socks are from Target. And I feel bad because I know you're like, I'm going to wear my new socks today. I'm he's going feel, out with friends. He's really feeling I'm feeling himself. good. He's I like mostly was wearing them because they are un- because they're fresh. They are so comfortable. Yeah. I'm not here to impress anybody. Do you have underwear that says like <laughs> Monday, Tuesday? Okay, no. producer Matt. <laughs> Sorry, executive, executive producer Matt. Producer I'm not Matt. here to impress anyone, but I'm just gonna name drop. We can't have a different opinion than the Geekscape. Geekscape. Geek. I don't even know the damn are program. You, wow, we're gonna get kicked off. It's Geekscape. A baby could do it. Could a baby do it, bro? I bet, I bet a baby fucking <laughs> could. Could a baby really do it? And a baby <laughs> would know right from left on their socks as well. You know what else is weird? Your Friday night. Tell us about it. Oh, God. <laughs> Today's topic. Today's topic, folks. We're going to talk about just weird, uncomfortable situations we have been in. We're starting with Matt. Putting yourself out there, being vulnerable, yes. Be- and yes, dealing exactly. with that. I was going to say, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a weird situation, but I would call it a vulnerable situation, yes. for sure. Hanging out with a friend who I had caught the feelings for, I guess. Romantic you interest. had the hot for. Yeah. And, you know, for a couple weeks, I was like, all right, I know that we're hanging out. This is going to be the day. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell them how I feel. And if they don't feel the same, I have an answer. And that's peace of mind. And then what happened, <laughs> what had happened was I told them that I liked them. In person. In person. In, okay. Told them that I liked them. Nope. I would like to take them on a date sometime. But if they just wanted to be friends, that would be fine. And before they could respond, I then changed the subject and talked on that subject for a couple minutes so that the awkwardness of the moment was past us and we could just pretend it never happened. I hear that as you took the awkwardness and said i'm gonna crank this yeah up to i max. Ampl- i amplified <laughs> does this baby go to 11 <laughs> and you took you know what don't even think about this or give an answer i'm just yeah. gonna change it that 
Wow, I can see that. Whole <laughs> I'd like to take you out now. sometime. If you don't want to, that's fine. Have you seen the magnolia tree blooming outside? <laughs> that's not too far off from from. Yeah, it I was, think you watch way too many sitcoms. Way too. I many. got so in my head, but then you know it was a nice evening. We still they didn't run out the door, which is a nice uh, situation. It's always good. Was it their house? No, it was my house. <laughs> oh, that's good. They can't leave their own house. Yeah, well, that's. I just need to check. <laughs> Like nothing has really changed. There was definitely a look in their eyes that they heard what I said. <laughs> so just like, like just computing. So I, Describe the look. Yeah. What What was it like? It was. I'm trying to think. Let me see if I can recreate this. Uh, it was kind of one of those like I'm aware. <laughs> like it was very like you're not throwing new information to me right now. They kind of like acknowledged that you had the hots for oh, them a little bit. There may have been like a little bit of just kind of like, oh, thank you. Like, but obviously I should have just stopped talking and allowed them the opportunity to like communicate, give a response. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even if it wasn't the response I was hoping for. So did you ever get any response? No, but I also feel like not. So, I mean, I guess this is where it does fall into like the awkward thing about situations like this is like not giving a response is kind of an answer. Or it could also be like processing this new information that was just kind of tossed at them lacklusterly. I feel like in that situation, like, yes, absolutely can be processing. But I feel like you as the person who made the move, you have to take it as an answer. Yeah. Or you're going to drive yourself even more 100%. crazy. The only other thing someone had pointed out, that they were like, to be fair, you didn't ask them out. You just said, I would like to do that sometime. And then didn't give them the <laughs> like, the opportunity to be like, I'd like that. Yeah. So, which would then cue you to ask them um, on a date. Yeah, no, I realize that I yeah. may have, I really fumbled this one. Well, yeah. this is what I really want to find out too now, because what was your intention? Was your intention, you know, to share your feelings for this person? Or did you have an intention and also kind of a goal in mind of getting a date with that person? I think my goal ultimately was either I would love to get the date or I'd love to at least know the answer. Have you gotten an answer back? No, but that's the answer. I think more than anything, I don't want to lose the friendship that I have with this person. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to kind of push. Like I am of the mindset of like the information's out there. And if she is choosing to not act on that information, then more likely than not, it is the answer indirectly. I think this is made more complicated by the fact that you guys do have an established friendship. Yeah. If this were someone that you had met on like a dating site and, you know, the the whole goal is to eventually, you know, go yeah. on a date, like that's more straightforward where you can be like, okay, do you want to go on a date or not? But this, because there's a friendship that could potentially be hindered by this situation, I mean, any any adult with a functioning brain could easily navigate this and the friendship can be maintained. But you, there's always that chance. But I think that complicates it. And for me, it's, it's kind of like a double-edged sword. I feel like you're a little damned if you do and you're a little damned if you don't. Kind of, yeah. It's How do like, you feel right now about it? Right now, I'm still in the point where like, uh, I was talking to Brooke about this earlier, where like, I am exclusively seeing the worst case scenario of everything even when i like will ask a friend who's kind of not directly associated with the situation 
for their perspective, their perspective is always like, I am not getting that read even a little bit <laughs> from, right. from this. Like, but at the same time, none of us were in that room when that happened. And like, you can get a vibe true. if someone's interested, you know, like we're not, well, some of us are big dummies, but generally speaking, you can kind of pick up on it. I would say... <sighs> Here's what I'm thinking is happening. I think it was too much in the time frame for her. Okay. What that may have just showed her is, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, right? You're eager to have, see her again. Yeah. But if she's on the fence about her feelings, that could give her animosity towards the situation and be hesitant to do it because she's not sure where she's at. Yeah. Which isn't a bad thing because that means she's thinking about it. Yeah. Let me ask you guys a question, actually. I want to change the subject. Slight- <laughs> no, no, no. I bet you do. <laughs> no. When you guys have a crush on somebody or you're I, I mean i guess this is more for andrew because brooke's been kind of people have crushes on me i don't have crushes on them true <laughs> andrew so when you're posting on an instagram story when you're posting a thirst trap andrew just in general when you look at who's looking at your instagram stories do you take any note of like who when it shows like the top like when there's like those top three images and it, it's supposed to be based on the algorithm of who's like interacted with your account the most often. Do you like look at that and be like, hmm, like it, are you actively no, looking for people like, that like that you it's like? It's like Brooke, Weiss, and like one of my other friends. I was going to say my top three, it's, it's Gia, you, and like... Probably some random thing. Probably Rob, Robin, my other friend. Yeah. What I do actually is uh look for particular people yeah. to see if they gotcha. look uh-huh. at my story. Well because the yes, reason especially people that don't follow me and look at my stories. Oh, the people that go through the extra effort. The people that are yeah. searching mm-hmm. your name, going to your profile and clicking on a story actively. Gotcha. Yeah. The reason the reason I ask is because for the last like 6 months she's been the number 2 person on every story behind my brother do you but do you guys interact on instagram at all that's what i mean like we'll talk that's all like instagram chat yeah that all counts to like gotcha all that counts so those top interactions like who you send memes back and forth with who you tag things in gotcha so i can't be the only one that's had awkward shit like this happen though no i think like basically everyone has had a moment of vulnerability that's become awkward or kind of just strange yeah, I've, I've had got, tons of those. Let's share some. Oh my God. Remember my fucking movie date with fucking AirPod douchebag? So I remember that happening, but I forget like why he made that so weird. Was this when he like shook your hand or something? It was it, it was like after he got back from Japan and completely changed and who he, he was. he found himself? Yeah. Fucking idiot. And this is somebody I was dating for months, Matt. Actively dating. I remember this guy vaguely, but I don't know and if I know this story. we were supposed to go to the movies and we were to meet at KOP. And he's like parked in a whole different parking lot in the building. Like, hey, I'm in here. After this guy was like. Like introducing me to all his friends. Yes. Telling me he was taking me on his family vacations. Like I was thinking this dude was like ready to settle down with yeah. me. It was like. He gave all those vibes. He and did. then went to Japan and was like, mm, no, thanks. I could go on a whole tangent about fucking AirPods and how like I would I would fight him. I would fist fight him right now. One on one in a parking no need lot. To. He's pale. I w- I know that I would win. <laughs> yeah, you would. I know that I would win, and I want to and I want to fucking do it. That dude played you. He did. 
I mean, he really took advantage of you in the whole situation. Like, led you on. so much money driving to Philly and parking in garages. So, you guys were always going on dates. You were sending Uh, me pictures. He had this whole, like, photo a day, and you were in the photos, and it was just like, what the fuck? He took a photo every day, or like a little video clip every day for a year, and put this big collage together. I was in so many of them. This was during Disneyda, yes, right? Because I yes. remember these, I, like bits and pieces oh, of this yeah. are very familiar. There was literally, we had a conversation on Disneyda and you were like, yeah, we held hands for two hours at dinner. And I was oh, just like, Ugh. my God, I remember this guy. And then this dude <laughs> comes back from Japan and it's just like, nah. Yeah, different person. Well, didn't he come back from Japan? You slept let, together. Uh, he let me pick him up from the airport. Yeah, of course. Hooked up with me. And then. Was done was done after and this was months you guys have been dating for months months Months. ridiculous trash and i got pissed because he and i'm my whole thing is he knew i didn't want to hook i didn't want to have sex unless we were like a serious thing yeah which is and then he was like oh yeah blah 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 blah. had sex and then garbage and he was terrible too i was it was so it's the airpods yeah awful awful Ugh. ugh just did everything you did just now Thank you. I needed that. Some Echo my sentiment. Great again. solidarity yeah. in that moment. I mean, yeah, I've been there. <laughs> I've got like some weird like sexual encounters that have just been like <laughs> fucking hilarious. Okay, here's one. I love telling this story because okay, here's one. <laughs> this story just cracks me up. I was in college. My boyfriend, we were like fooling around in the college dorm and... I like got in the shower and he was in the bathroom with me. So I was like trying to be like sexy and cute. I was like, come in the shower with me. And then like, I tried to go down on him and like start to, and I've always been really insecure about that. Cause it's just, like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And up to that point, no man had like ever coached me through it or like helped me out, thrown me a fucking bone here. Well, they had thrown me a bone, but you know, <laughs> hadn't helped me out in this department. So like I started going, and I'm like trying to see like what's working and <laughs> I'm like trying here, dude. And he, in the shower, I'm going down on him. He takes his hand and like literally palms me in the forehead off of him to get off of him. Palms me in the forehead. Like, can you, can you hear this? That's the sound it made in the shower. What was his, did he give a reason? I was like concerned. I was like, did I do something wrong? Like, what can I do? Like, is everything okay? And he was like, no, it's fine. I just, I just would rather have sex. And I was like, well, do you want to do that? <laughs> like, we just didn't have sex. We just kind of like stood there and I just like rinsed my hair out and then got out of the shower. And I was like, this is done. But I love telling that story because the fucking palming me off <laughs> was just so classic. I was like, oh man, that's it's horrible right now. But later that's going to be funny as shit. To me. <laughs> and it is. It's so funny to me. I mean, we were very sexually incompatible. Very incompatible i mean in many ways but definitely sexually and and that's fine and like i'm not in any way trying to demean him or say that he was wrong for doing what he did like not at all doing that but it was just it's super fucking funny to me and i was just like i was like devastated i was like did i do something wrong like i need help i need to figure out what the fuck i'm doing and everything and now i'm just kind of like yeah you know we just kind of weren't on the same page yeah but you know what that one bad husband gave you your two best friends <laughs> he's reaching here he is he took my divorce and leapt into like you got us 
<laughs> from all that that all you that, went through. Now you're friends with now an executive you're friends. producer. <laughs> exactly. I own a house. I have my own business. It's going pretty well. We've got a couple of consultations. <laughs> and I'm an executive producer. So cheer up, kiddo. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Just looking on the bright side of things. <laughs> In that same relationship, we got married. And this was when things were starting to like really go south between us. <laughs> Like even more so, because the forehead palm was the just forehead, the first, that was the good that days. That was the beginning. <laughs> that yeah. was the good Brooke old was days. Dumb like me and like yeah. what red flag? Yeah, it was like this is fine. Like we'll, we'll figure it out. Well, <laughs> when things are starting to get bad, very, he's very into gaming. It's like his his thing. But I was like kind of fed up with the gaming. Like it, it, our relationship was really suffering. There was just too much time spent doing different things between us. And I was like, okay, we're gonna try to get spicy here again. Like. Let me see. Because we like did not have a lot of sex. Again, sexually incompatible. I can look back and see that now. But when you're in the relationship, hard to yeah. see those things. Yeah. So anyway, I, I get in the shower and I'm like, I'm just going to go downstairs naked. Just surprise him. See what happens. Because I had lost 20 pounds. I was really working on my body. Like wanted to be attractive for him. And I go downstairs and he's playing video games. And I just stand in front of the TV. Butt ass naked. And he goes, he like barely looks up at me. He's like, he's like, you're in the way. I can't see. And shoes me out of the way. We hadn't had sex in months. I see. And he just shooed me out of the way. And I, that was really a, a big turning point for me. Like that like hurt my self-esteem so much. I just lost all this weight. Cause first of all, I lost the weight thinking like maybe he'd be more attracted to me. Like maybe this would help our relationship. And then that happened. And I was just like, Fuck me, dude. Like a moment of vulnerability. Like I hate my body. Hate my body. I've always had like bad body dysmorphia. So it was like hard for me to even like expose myself in, in that way to someone, even if I had known him for that long. Like it's just hard for me. And to be like rejected like that. And like, I'm not saying he did it maliciously, but the fact that that was his reaction was very devastating. And it's hilarious now. I think it's funny as shit. I love telling that story too. But it's like, yeah, I've fucking been there when things are weird. It's like someone I'm in a relationship with and they're just like palming you off or brushing you off one of the two. And it's just like, oh, okay, fuck me then, I guess. Or don't fuck me. That's that's really what it comes down to. Like, <laughs> shit. Literally. And I went and I put pajamas on and I sat in bed and watched Everybody Loves Raymond. It's a good show. Yeah. You know what? If there's anybody good that life. can make you feel better about your marriage, it's, it's Ray Romano. <laughs> Ray and Deborah's marriages. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's always, I mean, being in situations like this, it's always, it's never fun. No, and I do have a dating one. This, yeah. this, this. We're going back in the archives, and I think we've talked about this one before. We had our break on this podcast was when we talked about like where did we develop our insecurities? The fucking crush I had in eighth grade, Oof. and when he find when like I finally had the boss to tell him I liked him, and he told me he would never like me until I looked like the models in the magazines, and that wasn't going to happen. <sighs> Brutal. Brutal. And then he followed me on Instagram a few years ago. And I didn't follow him back. Good. And he was like liking my stuff and I just like wouldn't interact with him. And then he unfollowed me. He knew. And then I went and I looked at his profile like maybe a year after that. And he was dating this girl who was very not, not one of good the models. looking. <laughs> yeah. No, certainly not a model. I would say <laughs> How I was. How is he looking? Oh, he's looking haggard and I fucking love it. Mm. I'm just like, that's what you get, you asshole. Fuck you, dick. Anybody that was ever rude to me in high school looks like a troll now. 
and I had a glow up after high school, and I I I, I can't wait up. till I get to go to some kind of reunion someday. No, I will never I, go. I one thousand percent will. I mean, not that like first of all, I don't want to say like I had a glow up like I'm great looking now. I don't think that, but I do think that I got better with age a little bit to a certain extent up until like my late twenties. Now I'm just on the decline, but you know, definitely better looking then than I was in high school. So that was fun. Like the one girl that bullied the fuck out of me in middle school and high school. She's very got a great body. She does. I'll give her that. But like her face is looking so aged now mm-hmm. and rough and she married this hideous dude. And I'm just like, <laughs> that's what you get. I love karma. I know me too. And I just like look at my boyfriend. I'm like, yeah you thick stunner i love it (laughs) and i'm like well maybe that's what she thinks about her man and like you know whatever being vulnerable pays off i think it's a risk worth taking i do for sure i mean if i could do it all over again i would give them a chance to answer the question but i wouldn't not say what i said like there's not a lot of stories of like matt telling someone that he likes them (laughs) like it's usually like beating around the bush or like feeling people out and then you feel it out for like two and a half years and then it's well past the time Put some ambiguity and yeah. some facebook statuses for six months see if that puts yeah, any bites exactly. out there well, yeah. i don't know if you're like me but i can kind of convince i can talk myself out of something like out oh, of all anything if i'm like i think i like that person i can talk myself out of it and be like no you fucking don't like here's why i'm not able to i'm not able to turn it off i know I, you can't i need like Damn. the finite end I don't and know then that once that I, happens, I can shut it off. But like, as long as there's even a, a slight chance, I don't know I that need I, know. I I turn it off so much as I just bury it deep down and don't acknowledge it ever again. Gotcha. Well, I mean, <laughs> I do some of that. Yeah, I definitely do the burying, but it is still like I might not verbalize it, but it's still like when that person walks into a room or when I'm talking to them, I'm just like, oh, if only this could be more like. It's always there. Just stuff it deep down. Don't touch it. I'm learning a lot about myself in therapy. It's definitely something that I do. Just bury it down. <laughs> don't talk about it. Don't touch it. You're good. I thought if people needed therapy, they were supposed to call me. I'm supposed to be the therapist. I'm paying. Th- I see her tomorrow. Any other vulnerable moments for you that you can think of? Oh my God, so many. <laughs> that sounded so fucking insincere. You <laughs> <asshole>. <laughs> So I was thinking about this the other day, just thinking about like, the Matt Kelly dating life in general. And that should be a podcast. The Matt Kelly dating. So not exactly the same as the, the guy telling you until you're as pretty as the models type story. But, but the thing that I think of where I'm like in middle school and I feel like it's like the thing that set up my expectations romantically from that point on was it was eighth grade and I was doing stage crew because, of course, I was. I was going to say. And it was the chorus, like it was our high sc- or our middle school chorus winter pageant. Every day for like two weeks, I had to go up and I was up in the rafters area running the sound and lights for everything. And the one girl who was a tap dancer, I started to develop a crush on, uh, Melinda. And just calling her out. Yeah, Melinda. why not? Melinda. It was um, it was Neil. It was Neil in eighth grade. Fuck you, Neil. Fuck you, Neil. <laughs> so I really liked Melinda. And like after practices, you know, we were both in eighth grade, so neither one of us drove at that point. So we would talk while we were waiting for our parents to pick us up every single night. And like the more I talked, I'm like, well, I really like this girl. I really like this girl. So it's like, all right, after the final performance, when we're outside, I'm gonna ask her out. And 
So the final performance was on a Thursday. Like it was like the Thursday before winter break. So I go and I ask her out and she said, yes. And I went home so excited. (laughs) And then the next morning I was waiting outside to like see her. And I was all like super excited. And she came over and she was like, Hey, so I was thinking about it. And I, I actually think we probably shouldn't. And that was, and like from that point on, I was like, I can't even trust yeses. <laughs> like, like they're, yes means no. Yeah. I was just like, no matter what they say, they're just going to walk away anyway. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, eighth grade is brutal. Dude. Dude, eighth grade sucks Eighth so grade much. is terrible. I loved I had, eighth grade. I had a crush on Dennis in seventh grade. I think we talked about this too. And he was not interested in me. And he like, on my birthday, gave me a box of chocolates because, you know, it was Valentine's Day. And I was like so excited. And then I found out that it was kind of like a joke or like a dare yeah. for him. And I was so upset, like so upset. And Dennis ended up being like, a, he's a super sweet guy. Like I still talk to him today. Like he is the one that like didn't turn into an asshole. Yeah. And I was like, you know, thank God for that. Like he kind of did me dirty in seventh grade, but I was goofy looking. I was in an awkward stage. I get I it. I was goofy looking. I was goofy looking. Like it's fine. You're a nice guy now. We're cool, Dennis. I can't think of any recent things. I mean, especially if it's going to be like, if I have like walk naked in front of my boyfriend now, like I ain't standing a chance. Yeah. It's like just an angry lion, yeah, a hungry just, lion ready to pounce on a gazelle. It's game over at that point. And quite honestly, I'm, <laughs> I'm at the point where it's just like, leave me alone. Forget I'm here for a while. <laughs> like, please. I mean, it, it eventually all works out. I think there's always, and, and like these vulnerable situations aren't exclusive to like romantic no, or there's... potentially romantic relationships. I've had plenty of like, weird vulnerable moments with like friends who like didn't reciprocate or like didn't like give me a safe space and like kind of rejected me in those like you know moments and that's so shitty sometimes that's even worse yeah than it happening with someone you're interested in dating or someone you are dating because it's just like what the fuck like well you expect it more to happen in dating yeah yeah, yeah. not in friendships yeah, yeah. so one of the things that ironically this person and i talked about but i think it would be a good just topic in general for maybe a future episode but talking about that point where you realize that like you know maybe you have two different groups of friends and realize that you've been like absolutely underappreciating the one group of friend to focus on the much more toxic for you yeah group of friends and like i think it happens to everybody at some point in your life where it's just like like i know for me it was like I was depressed and in a bad place and I wanted to hang out with the people who were just pissed off and angry and bitching about shit all the time. And in doing so completely negated the people who had my best intentions for me at all times and just wanted to like be there to lift me up because it felt more therapeutic at the time to just complain. And I think with toxic friendships, it's easier to give those people more attention because you're fearful of the repercussions of not giving them that attention. For sure, because so you've seen what they cons- do to other people. Very yeah. all-consuming, and you lose sight of the the good people around you, the people who are like true ride or dies. Like, yeah. Honestly, like I was, when I was in my marriage, like there was a circle of friends who were so toxic, like talked shit on each other, were so mean to each other. And you get so wrapped up in it, just like hoping they're not talking shit on you, so like trying to appease everyone and like make the appearances. And it's bullshit. Yeah. It's bullshit because you shouldn't the people have to put that much work into a friendship. Who are your real friends have your back no matter what. They love you for you and not 
because of what you can offer them or just because of some weird like cult following you all have with each other. Like it's just strange. Yeah. So vulnerability, it's rough. It happens to all of us. And guess what? Like we're going to experience this so much more in our lives. It's a little ridiculous, but that's, that's the beauty of life, right? That's what they say. There's something there's beauty in it. I don't know. I've gotten about two thirds or one third of the way through it so far. So I've got, at least another 50 years to look forward to yeah. this nonsense. Andrew's going through quite an interesting time with dating, romantic interests. Uh, I, I foresee some stories soon. Soon, yeah. That, I'm working that on some great in. new content for you guys in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Stick around. Find out. <laughs> Subscribe and like this video. And in celebration of this episode... I want to remind you guys all to stay vulnerable and be yourself serenade, right? with anyone and everyone you come in contact with. <laughs> yes. This makes me so yes. happy. <laughs> and this is where our trauma comes from. Yes. Bye. Network.